It's a sense of urgency. Like improv gave me such a sense of urgency, which has helped me run reps fast. Like I move faster because of that. It's okay to have problems and it's okay to feel and process the problem. It's just not okay to stay in it. Don't be a victim in it. You know, give yourself time to heal, but we gotta pull ourselves out of that and keep moving. Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self and hopefully make you laugh a little bit. You know, you've seen all my goofy TikToks and Instagram reels. Well, I have something better, so don't go away. I have with me here Judy Holler. She's a best selling author, creative entrepreneur, and a professionally trained improviser. As an alum of Second City Conservatory in Chicago, she uses her improv theater training to help you celebrate fear, smash comfort zones, and navigate the unscripted stage of everyday life. I definitely need you. Welcome to the show, Judy. I am thrilled to have you here. How in the world did you get into improv? And why is fear, here's the title of your book, for fear is my homeboy. So why is fear your homeboy when the rest of us are like playing crouch over here? So, okay. I love this. Well, first of all, thank you for that awesome introduction. And listen, you know, when I get asked the question, like, tell me something that no one would ever guess about you, right? One of of my responses to that question as the author of a book called Fear is My Homeboy, right? (laughs) Is that I am one of the biggest Brady cats you'll ever meet, right? Oh my gosh. There is the epiphany, right? So courage, true courage, right? Bravery isn't the absence of fear. It's the doing it afraid. It's the going scared. And it's in those reps that we sort of sharpen our sores, polish our crown, right? Mm-hmm. And sort of build our tolerance for pain, pain being anxiety, self-doubt, overwhelm, imposter syndrome, like all this mental health stuff that we go through that really blocks us from the mental wealth right. we deserve, right? And right. so I learned all that in an improv classroom, if you can believe it, like- wow. You know, to kind of back you into it, like I think what's important for your listener to understand is like I took improv for the first time at the age of 30. So mm. I was living in Chicago, big sales and marketing career. I, I was um, working for Omni Hotels at the time yeah. uh, in a, in a, in a region, global role, regional role, specifically focusing my efforts on opening the Omni Dallas. So I had a big old sales career and, you know, by day I'm in the boardroom and traveling and doing all this stuff, but I'm single. I had just moved to Chicago and I'm 30 and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take some improv classes and try yeah. improv at night. Okay. So I go to my first class at the age of 30 and I quit. Like I paid the fee, the full fee, the non, I tell the story in my book and in my keynotes, the non-refundable fee, because second city doesn't give you your money back. Right. So I get all the way there and I don't even go in. And I lie when people, cause I'm sure I looked like I was lost. Like little girl, can we help you? Yeah. I don't know what I said. I just lied. I lied. I lied. I ran out of there. I was so afraid. And my big fear, and I wonder if you or any of your listeners can relate, like my big fear at the time was that I was too old. 
right? Like who do I, 30, can you imagine? Like, I thought I was too old at 30. Right. Now to be right. 30, I'm like, are you kidding me? But I thought at the time in the comedy world, like, oh my God, I'm like grandma. I'm like an old yeah. fossil over here. Like yeah. everyone's going to make fun of me. I'm not even funny. I, you know, Who am I? Did I mention I'm an ancient fossil? So I quit. And it took me two years to go back. I was 32 when I went back to Second City and we signed up for the class and walked in that classroom despite my doubt, despite my age, despite my fear. And it, it Dr. Taz, it, it, it changed everything. Like So it, I gotta, I gotta tell you a story and then I'm gonna let you pick right back up. It's so good. I actually signed up for an improv class. Stop. When was it? Four years ago? Okay. And I just turned 50 this year. So I would have been what, 46? Oh, so, don't get so excited. I went in there every, so I'm 46 at the time, right? Two children, my whole show, whatever. And uh, I'm looking around and everyone looks like they're 12. I mean, they're okay, probably 12. like, they're probably really like, you know, young college kids, like 20, 21, 22. They pair us up. We have to do this stuff that first day. And then there was all this homework to do, like all these assignments to do. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. And I'm too old. And I quit and I didn't, I also like lost my, whatever I paid for it or I never went back. So kudos to you. That takes so much guts. Cause after you show up, like it's one thing to have the bravery to be like, oh, I'm going to go do this. It's another thing to show up and be like, oh shit. Like what am I doing here? You know? So anyhow, continue with your story because that's much more it. important, but well, I'm just laughing to myself listening. Like, yeah, I did the first part of that for sure. But anyhow, oh obviously well, you, you ran with in. it. You walked, I walked in, in and I think I did so do that. many of us don't we walk past doors we walk by right. doors whatever right. the proverbial door is in your life like there's right. so many doors we walk by every day so many thresholds we don't walk into and now listen sometimes we're going to walk into that door and and in the season of our life that we're in or the space in our careers that we're in or you know what we're currently you know facing in our family environment could alter the choice right. we need to make. So right. of course, but I think the key is opening the door and then making that decision. But like walking through the threshold is the big point. And I think there's so many things we miss because we count ourselves out before we even walked in. At least you right. walked in and said, oh, okay, cool. I did it. Eh, probably not for me. Right. Check it off my list. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't even walk in. Like yeah. I literally was like, <laughs> lie, I lied, I left. Right. And those yeah. are the gaps we want to sort of Titan, right? right? And so, you know, I go back and I'm 32 and here's the flashpoint because, you know, by day in corporate America, I'm hearing very different things in my corporate career, boss, babe, life, nine to five. Well, yeah. more like seven to 10, right? Like right. we're working really right. hard, but whatever my, in my career, I was hearing very different things than I was hearing in the improv classroom. So I'll give you an example. You walk into, you know, a boardroom or in any most corporate environments, it's like, great, be yourself, but will you make sure you copy me first or run it by me first and let me know what you're going right. to do or you know, right. be yourself in the presentation, but make sure you wear the pantyhose. Like I come from right. the hotel industry back with yeah. like the pantyhose, got to have the pantyhose yeah. on, right? Yeah. Yep, so, yep. so, but in improv, the first thing we're hearing is, all right, tonight I'm going to need you to fail. I'm going to need yeah. you to fail so hard right. and so big. I'm going to need you to mess this up on epic levels. Like yeah. I'm going to need you to like, and I'm sitting here going, what you like want me to fail. You want right. me to get it wrong. And so what ended up happening is that I would take risks and I'd make moves and I'd bet on myself and I'd, I wouldn't overthink as much. And all of that 
bled over into my professional life. It bled into the boardroom and it, it bled into just my personal life. Like I would, mm. you know, I speak up. I'd ask for what I I'd want. I'd leave situations that didn't feel right. I'd go on the blind date. I'd leave the blind date. I'd ask yeah. for the money. I'd quit a job, start a job, move to a new city. Like I started to just sort of increase this tolerance for pain, right? And again, right. pain being imposter syndrome and self-doubt and procrastination and all that stuff that shows up to stop us. So yeah. that's sort of my story with it. And it it changed everything. I, I ended up quitting that corporate job and uh, starting a business and writing a book. And, um, you know, I have a podcast of my own and all the things. And that began with a bet on myself and then just showing up every day on the other side of that. I love that. So did you, so what did improv in particular, what are the skills that they may have handed you for you to be able to be this person now outside of the theater? Yes. Well, I think there's a, a couple. Uh, okay. There's so many, but the, the 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 couple that stick out are number one, no mistakes only gets, right? Gotcha. Like so we learn really quick that we are going to try something and we're gonna win, or we're gonna try something and we're gonna learn. But we don't right. lose in the improv theater. So like embracing failure, right? Gotcha. Which is which is important in entrepreneurship and in totally. business and in life. Like we gotta move. We have right. to have a tolerance for disappointment and pain and embarrassment and getting it wrong so that we can get it right. So that was big you know, sharing. Okay. Hang on. You just skimmed over like one of the most critical issues for women in business. We treat everything like our own children. So we never want anything to hurt, right? Especially something we're nurturing or something we're building or something that we're working towards. And so that tolerance for pain is something that I've had to learn. But as I'm getting older, like looking at younger women, it's something that many women don't have that men, I feel like do a little bit better with. And I don't know why. I don't know if you agree or not, but I feel like we have less of a risk tolerance. We have less of a pain tolerance. We're also not prepped. We kind of want to make everybody happy. We take things really to heart. You know, how do we break that? Like, how do we break that? Because that to me is been a personal challenge. It's also been what I continue to see as the biggest challenge for the women that work for me or the women that I come into contact with. So how, like, what can we just think about the female aspect of this? What can yeah. we do? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, live into the mantra, no mistakes, only gifts, and recognize that the big problem is that we think we shouldn't have problems. Hmm. That is so true. That was an awakening for me. Yeah. I think it was Tony Robbins or maybe Ed Mayette, who I heard say that. And I was like, I had to pull over my car and take a breath. I'm like, and I had just had a a very prominent team member quit the day I heard it. And I was like, oh, here I am thinking like, I shouldn't have problems. Of course, but the problems are it. It's how I I become her, it, what I want to be in this world. If I don't have problems, how am I building a tolerance for anything right. in the world. And the other problem is we think we need to be a martyr. Like we think right. that in doing it all, like, oh, I have to, like, if I say no, and you know, I think this is the big thing for women to really hear because you're right. Men don't do this. And us women, we get so caught up in, oh my God, you know, if I do this thing or if I make this choice, or if I chase what it is that I really want or do what it is that I want to really do or set the boundary or say no, or decline the appointment, right? Right. What will they say? People will judge me, not like me, make fun of me. And the cold, hard truth is this. We get so obsessed with other people judging us that we forget they already are. Yeah. 
They're already judging. They're already making fun. They're already not liking you. So the, the question is who are you living your life for? You or mm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and that has sort of set me free too, because I realized the clock is ticking. Yeah. Like it is ticking and we can wait for someday. There is a major symptom. Um, I think called an epidemic in, in the world. And I think it's this someday syndrome epidemic. And I think women are really guilty of it. We, we are constantly waiting for someday. You know, I'll do it someday when I retire, someday when my kids graduate, someday mm-hmm. when I have the money, someday when I have this spouse or a spouse, someday mm-hmm. when I lose the weight, someday when I have the money or my favorite, someday when I have the time. And right. the cold hard truth is, what if you don't get someday? Right. Like today, this moment is your legacy. So like, I am always encouraging women, use the China, yeah. wear the good jeans, right. put on the good perfume today, wear it today. <laughs> What's your favorite top? Put on the seat. Get the, I have a sequin right behind me here. Like all the yeah. sequin. Wear the sequin. About, yeah. Look at all the sequin. Like wear the sequin jacket today. Yeah. Why is New Year's the special occasion? Right. Today's the special occasion. Right. Like it's a sense of urgency. Like improv gave me such a sense of urgency, which has helped me run reps fast. Like I move faster because of that. So maybe that's yeah. the answer to your yeah. question. It's okay to have problems and it's okay to feel, right. feel and process the problems. It's just not okay to stay in it. Don't be a victim in it, you know, give yourself right. time to heal, but we got to pull ourselves out of that and keep moving. So that is, that. that is completely inspired by the improv theater. So no mistakes, only gifts. Sharing the spotlight is another big lesson. That would be lesson number two. Like when I shine, you shine, you shine, I yep. shine. I think my yep. only job as an improviser is to make the other person look better than me. Gotcha. And a lot of times as leaders, it's me, 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 ego, ego, ego. Yeah. And the ensemble is a big part of how we create writers, right. rooms, all this stuff. Right. So that's big. And then I think last and most importantly, is the yes and mindset. It is the first thing we learn in the improv theater, right? So we say, for those that don't know what improv is, let's just make sure everybody understands. It's not standard yeah. comedy. Yeah. It is live theater without a script. So we create our scenes using suggestions from the audience and we use our training tools like Yes And to do this. So someone comes out on stage and offers up a scene, right? A suggestion. You would say, Taz, Dr. Taz, you'd walk out on stage and say, oh my God. I am so excited to be in Cancun. You would make that declaration. Okay. I, my job would then, cause I'm like, I have no script. So what do you do? We use yeah. yes and so to mm-hmm. begin, right? So I would say, yes, Taz. And I cannot wait. We are going to run a cabana. You would say yes. And that cabana is going to have champagne all day long. And I would say, yes. And it's going to come with all you can eat tacos, right? So then we go down this like round and all we play until we get comfortable. Now, if you were to say, you come out on stage, now feel the difference. You come out on stage and you go, you make the declaration. I am so excited to be here in Cancun, Judy. And I say, we're not in Cancun. Uh, Brick wall. Like yeah. you have just yeah. denied me, shut me down, block yeah. me. And yeah. now where do we go? And you would go, oh, but we are Judy. This is weird. No, we're not. What are you talking yeah. about? And now we have nowhere to go. And we right. know these people, right? They, we have them on our team. We have them in our life. We have them in our office. And it doesn't mean we need yes people around us. Of course we need all the time. Like we need people to poke holes in things. Right. To totally. Yep. Uh-huh. What's the intention behind it? If there is fear behind your no, if there is control, if there Ooh. is this, if this, if, there, if the intent is to micromanage, then we got to be mindful of that energy, especially when we're in a meeting where we don't need that energy. So what we're doing in my company and what I have done to use yes and in a practical application is to say, 
all right, guys, we're going, this is the, I'm going to ask everybody to have a yes and mindset in this meeting. Mm. We can poke holes in it later, but I need my yes and players in the room. Mm. I need the yes and mindset in the room for the first 15 minutes and hear me out and then see the other side or keep your no people, the people that are paid to poke holes in things to keep you safe out of the visionary work until you're ready for them to come in and help you apply it or get into the tactics. But I think a lot of times we try to make those two things work yeah. and we wonder why there's friction. So yes, and is a, a game changer. It keeps I you moving. I love that tool. So will you do your yes meeting separately from your no meetings? Y- usually, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. I would begin. Uh, so Dr. Taz, I begin. Like if I'm beginning a relationship, a conversation, a creative project. I always begin it with a yes and team and my yes and meeting agenda. Like I need those people in that room. And then when we're ready to get into the how and the who's going to help me do it, I might want to put some of my people, yes, knowers in the room to sort of help us help protect the process and and maybe help us look at things we might not see, but we don't want them in too early. And I think sometimes we lose those people because they get frustrated when they're around too many visionaries. It's a way to take care of both, right? Hi there, it's Dr. Taz, and I am thrilled to bring to you my product and supplement line, The East West Way. I never meant to start a line of products, but what I found in my own personal health journey and those of many patients just like you, is that there weren't products that merged together the best of Eastern medicine and the best of Western medicine. I couldn't find things that really tapped into the wisdom of both philosophies in a single product and had answers that worked. I first developed Boost, my methylated B vitamin, because I couldn't find the right B formula for so many patients, including myself. And now it's a hero product that thousands of people can't live without. Each product developed out of that same need to answer a problem that a patient or that someone like myself needed help with and couldn't find the answers. Today, there are about eight different products and a beauty line as well, and I couldn't be prouder of the results that I get to see in myself and even in the patients that I work with every day. I want you to have that same experience as well. And just for my Superwoman Wellness Podcast listeners, I am offering 30% off. That's right. That's 30% off any product on theeastwestway.com. All you have to do is type in the code SWW30 to get 30% off and begin your journey the East West Way. I love that tool. Is there another improv tool you could share with us? Because I'm thinking I could use that one like like right away. You know, that's a great one. I think it is, you know, building on ideas. I mean, another way to use it is just to, so we have yes and meetings and yes and agendas and yes and people on our team, but it's a reminder to build upon. So just to make sure everyone here is heard. and, And I think a lot of people misunderstand the yes and tactic because it doesn't mean that we have to agree with everything. What we're doing is keeping it moving forward. So even if we're in conversations with a teenager or a toddler, right? Like people want to feel seen and they want to feel heard and they want to feel psychologically safe, you know, and this is a big conversation everyone's having these days. You know, people want to feel, you know, Oprah famously said, you know, she goes, I've interviewed everyone from presidents to sheiks, to princes, to famous celebrities and everyone backstage after the interview, doesn't matter if it's Tom Cruise or the King of the Taj Mahal always pulls her aside and says, Oh my God, 
how did I do? No. But did I do okay? Yeah. But did I do okay? Yeah. Like, so you know what I yeah. mean? Like people yeah. just want to feel seen. And yes, right. and yeah. is an emotional response to saying, yeah. And, you know, so let me give you an example. Let me tell you how this may play out. So if someone, this, these two things are going to feel very different, right? Yes. I love your presentation. I loved your presentation today, but you use way too many slides. Feels very different than I loved your presentation. And you know what? Next time let's use less slides. That feels mm. different. Or, or yes, I realize you want this promotion, but you're not ready yet. Feels yeah. very different than yes. I realize you want this promotion, and here's what we're going to do to get you ready for it. You know Ooh, what I mean? So different. I love you, and feels very different than I love you. But somebody comes at me and goes, "I love you, but okay, well, you the but has just literally told me everything yeah. I need to know. I love you, yeah. but you're yeah. on your phone too much. Now I'm ready to come back. Give me my gloves. I'm gonna fight yeah. you, right? Yeah. I love you, and maybe, honey, let's put our phones down at dinner this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little softer, right? So it's a little bit of a Jedi mind trick we can use, um, not just in meetings, but in individual in conversations. Everything, well, yeah, everything. totally, yeah. That is the mantra. That is the mantra. And then, of course, just you know, failure. You know, reframing failure. And one of the the things we did in the improv theater really well. And I do in my company these days is we celebrate failure and we throw um, what, what I call mistake parties or failure parties. Uh-huh. Because we love to get everybody in a room and talk about the numbers we missed and the revenue yeah. growth that weren't hit and the yeah. stuff that's broken. And those are just <laughs> sort of like defeating meetings. I and we love need that. To talk, we need yeah. to talk about it. Right. But why can't we flip it and do what fear doesn't expect and celebrate the, like, the courage it takes to try something new? And right. To right. celebrate the fact that we tried and what did we learn? So like, right. I'll, I'll straight up get cake pops and confetti and put on a vibey playlist and be yeah. like, great, here's our failure. Awesome. Yeah. How are yeah. we smarter, stronger, faster, better, braver, all of it. That is empowering. Yeah. That is empowering. I love that. Instead of like defeating and sort of deflating, you know what I mean? Right. Oh my gosh. So many leadership lessons, family lessons and all of this. Everywhere. I love it. What, uh, so you've written a book, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your book. Tell us what we can find in there and what is really the message of that book. The core, the essence of the book, Fear is My Homeboy, is to do just that, to reframe our relationship with fear. And that was my very personal and playful way to explain my relationship with fear is that it is my sort of ride or die. It is my best friend. It is my biggest ally. And I think the awakening for me happened when I read Elizabeth Gilbert's book, a book mm-hmm. called The Big Magic. She's written a lot. So let me mm-hmm. clarify. Mm-hmm. Big Magic specifically. And she wrote in that book, this line. And it's when I coined the term fear is my homeboy, because she said, listen, think about the word fearless. Like we're all chasing. And I really hate that word. So yeah. it, I hate yeah. it because yeah. I think it, it messes us up. We think we need to be fearless. And if we're not fearless, we're not worthy. And so she was, think about it. If you were really fearless, you would do crazy stuff, right? You would, right. you would, you would never go to a doctor. You'd never pay your taxes and all this stuff. And then she goes, the only fearless people I know are five-year-olds and sociopaths. So, <laughs> so the path right, shouldn't right. be pain-free. No, the path right. shouldn't be painless, right? So the goal isn't fearless, it's brave. And so the essence of the book is really being brave enough to show up as yourself and mm. to keep moving despite doubt and to have a little less overthinking every day and a little bit more movement because it's in the reps that we yep. build, build the muscle and, and courage really is a muscle. Is there a daily habit we should be putting in place? Yes. I love the yes and that's definitely a tool, but is there something we can do on a daily basis to develop more pain tolerance, to be able 
to accept fear and celebrate fear for, you know, to a certain extent, what are other things that we could do? If I could write one prescription for mm-hmm. your listener today yep. it would be to conduct, and we talk about this in the book is like in my keynotes, it's one of the number one thing I talk about is to conduct every day. And if you don't get it every day, try to make sure you're 80% of your week doing something every day to conduct a daily experiment. So they're like fear experiments. So the goal experiment. every day. Experiment. I hope you guys caught so that. Experiment. It's a fun. Hashtag experiment. <laughs> I love so it. This is you experimenting with your fear every day, a little bit on purpose. Yeah. So let me yeah. explain. Okay. It is you wearing a sequin blazer when everyone else is in suits. It is a color you're not used to. It is you going on Zoom if you're not used to going on camera. It is you calling your boss and saying, hey, can I take you for coffee? It is you going to talk to the new guy at at the company. It is you sitting in the front row of a meeting. It is all these little daily games. It is you looking at your to-do list and going, okay, what is one thing on my to-do list that I could take outside of the box, outside of the comfort zone today? Could I go eat lunch alone and not bring my phone? Could yeah. I take a different drive to the grocery store and maybe discover something new? Like I am every day on a mission to play these games with myself and it mm-hmm. keeps me in the gym. Um, it's oh, me working it. out. It's me I working out. It's like the fear master. Yeah. The fear boss, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we yeah. are, we are in control. And the only right. way I can sharpen that sword is I have to, I have to use it and yeah. um, we don't play with it. So then we wonder why, when the moment comes where we need to be brave, we don't feel, we don't feel it. We and have to, we have to work. What, so this is what builds confidence. Yes. Confidence is not while well, mantras help and you know, all that helps confidence, whether you're four or 80 confidence comes from doing stuff, right? It's not like an abstract concept out here. So, you know, when I'm thinking about this and I have a 15 year old daughter and I'm even trying, I always end up applying a lot of what I learned to her and thinking about her as a young woman and the growing, going on her path as she gets older, you know, we talk about, well, how do we build confidence in teenagers? How do we build, you know, resilience in our youth and stuff like that? Well, we have to teach them that failure is okay, that fear is okay, and that they're going to feel better on the other side of trying things than they do on the safe side of not doing anything, right? And I think that that's where confidence comes from, you know? And, you know, I wish we would talk a little bit more about that when we talked about self-esteem and confidence and mental health and all this other stuff. Yes. Yes. And you've nailed it. I I couldn't agree more. And it's reps. You know, I think a lot of us assume we need to be confident to go do scary things, but it's actually in the doing of scary things and prevailing that makes you more confident because you go to yourself. Oh, now I have data. Like think about your first day at school, like say for your 15 year old, the first day at school feels very scary. Last right. day of school, I'll get graduation. We're woo, right. baby. Like yeah. you've got, we've run the reps, your first speech, your first procedure, your right. first date yeah. you know, is very different than your last, yeah. you know, your most very recent true. one. Yeah. Very so true. we have to get out. We got to get out onto the field yeah. and into the arena. Uh, that's the only way. I love it. So we need to do scary things. Yes, every day. We need to make fear our homeboy. And do I even have a C? Oh, then we need to do the yes and. I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here thinking if I have a sequin jacket or not. May not. We got to get you one. I'm sure I have something that'll that'll make me uncomfortable for sure. So, but I think being uncomfortable 
is the key. So since I never finished that improv class, what I did do recently, and I'm, I've stuck to it, I picked up a guitar and I'm trying to learn how to play guitar. So never made it back into improv class, but, but I know there we go. So, and both my children have been playing instruments for a while now. So they now get to listen to me as I once listened to them, like (laughs) they get to hear all that stuff now. So So good. I'm proud of you. That's incredible. uh, I know. Just just want to do the things that I don't want to be afraid to do things. I don't want anyone out there listening to be afraid to do things because I have that sense of urgency, you know, that we only have so much time, you know, so why not like get out there? Why not now? Use the China, spray the fancy perfume, put on your favorite lipstick, stop saving it for a a better day because today's the day. What if today's the last day? You'll be so mad. That right. You didn't eat the cheeseburger or that you didn't call your best friend or that you didn't like, you know, use the totally. fancy wine glass. Use totally. it. Use it. it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a fun conversation. So tell us how can people connect with you and learn more about your work and all that other good stuff? <laughs> well, the best place is always my website, Judy, J-U-D-I, holler, H-O-L-L-E-R.com. My favorite place on social media is at Judy Holler on Instagram. I have a podcast as well, which is how we met. It is called Yes And with Judy Holler. And, you know, I forgot to mention this at the beginning when we were off air. I do have a resource. I think so many women just don't know where to start. And I did create, you know, specifically when we're trying to balance like all the stuff we do in our day, but also where our mental health sort of comes into play. Yeah. So I created a goal-focused planning system and there is a digital download that someone could get completely for free. If you went to judyholler.com forward slash start here, you get mm-hmm. an instant download of my beautiful goal-focused planning system. If you're looking for a way to sort of get yourself together, get some boundaries, get some mental health prompts to just get you moving forward and out of the box. It it certainly has helped me. It's It's been a game changer. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking time out today to join us. We really appreciate it. I hope you all are now willing to try something new and different. And if you are, tell me your story. Email me. It's hello at drtaz.com. And if you ever want to come on the podcast and share your story, there's an opportunity for that as well. So thank you again for watching and listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness. I will see you guys next time. 